0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons.
2: Happy Friday, it's Ivy Nation Sports Talk, and it's the Rapid Fire Show. The trifecta is all here. Jesse Styers, Vince Gadario, Sean Styers. Glad to have you with us. John Platt, if I had a prize, a cookie, I would give it to you. <laughs> TD 4ND, I would give you one, too. The first two TD4 here.
3: TD 4ND always has something nice.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I think he was about to say, I think Jesse was about to say TD4ND always had something good to say. And then Jesse's video chopped up Just... a little bit. So <laughs> a little pause. There he now, is. Then. He's back. Well, glad to have you. I know there's another live show going on in IB right now. The boss is is doing his thing, but we're not waiting for any man. That's
0: right, man. We got tonight. places
1: to go, people to see. It's a Friday night, dog. Like we 60 got 60 degrees good. out. That's right. I mean, so I'm heading indoors to watch high school basketball.
2: Well, All right. that's what Fitting. you do. I'm not. I am I'm <laughs> staying here, but I am leaving tomorrow to see college basketball. Oh, early yes you are. noon tip off Saturday. And before we get into that, I'll, I'll just say I got I'm. you know, I got the text chain from the team uh operation, you know, director of operations today. And you know, it they always say she sends me the You know, the itinerary when we leave and, you know, when everything is in the trip. No shoot-around on this trip because the Florida State men are playing at home tomorrow night at 7.45 is what I saw on ESPN. So they're playing at home tomorrow night. Women's game tips off at noon Sunday, right? Florida State offered Notre Dame a 6.30 a.m. shoot-around Sunday morning, (laughs) And Notre Dame politely declined. So no shoot around for the Notre Dame women because they didn't want to get up at basically get up at 5 30. 6 30. Six, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's realistically a
3: 5 or 5 30 because you'll probably want to eat before a shoot around too.
2: Right. And
3: I
1: mean, what are you gonna get accomplished that early in the morning, though? Like your body's not even awake. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I we I had a 4:30 meetup yesterday morning to go to Indianapolis because we had like an eight o'clock training. Dude, I was there were nothing like there. I was uh, the walking dead. I can only imagine if I had to do something, you know, granted, I'm not in athletic shape. Like the, like a collegiate athlete is, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like trying to get your body to like respond at six 30 in the morning, like, come on now.
2: I think it happened when we went to Duke a couple years ago. I want to say that, you know, the same type deal, men's game night before noon game the next morning. So it ended up being no, you know, it's, they happen from time to time, and you know, it's it's because of stuff like that. You yeah, know, like
1: I get it. Like I guess th-
2: they could offer an earlier time. You would th- like on Saturday, like, you correct? Would think, because we're going to be there Saturday afternoon. But
1: correct. Is- so if it's a night game at seven, then why can't you have your shoot around at five or, four? or even four? Four. Yeah, let's say four. Ah, whatever. I'd- I agree. I'm not surprised, but I, I agree. It's very obvious that Florida State's not exactly bending over backwards either. So no. there's that. No.
2: All right. Well, let's jump into it. We got a lot to get to today. We got a lot of Super Bowl props that we're going to get to in this show by request. And we were originally going to do like just Super Bowl props. But I'm like, hey, you know, there's enough other things going on. I feel like we should talk about some of this other stuff. True. Well. We fill in the over. blank. Boston College has hired Bill O'Brien as its new head football coach. But it's blank. That Notre Dame defensive line coach Al Washington apparently made the decision difficult for Boston College. He and O'Brien were the two finalists for the job, reportedly. Go ahead.
3: I would say overall that it's a pretty good thing because it shows that Notre Dame has a lot of talent amongst their coaching staff. And while Al Washington was able to survive this kind of, you know, this round of the recruiting carousel, if I'm Notre Dame, I wouldn't feel so confident quite yet or feel like they're off the hook quite yet because I I still think that Al Washington is a strong candidate for their defensive coordinator um, position as well. And so I don't know if that is you know, something that, that um, he'd be considering to take, but it's just something that I was reading throughout the day today. And I think that it would honestly be a good fit for him if he was considered for the head coaching job, the defensive coordinator position.
1: I think it's a, a massive hire for Boston College if I'm being honest. I I think they hit yeah. the ball the, they they hit the ball out of the park. I I I think that the fact that it came down to Al Washington and Bill O'Brien though is very interesting. And and I think everybody knew obviously Bill O'Brien is the guy they want, but the fact that Al Washington made it close, I think says a lot about Al Washington and how much he's too. grown right. over the past couple of years. I, I think that's awesome for him first of all. And it's even better for Notre Dame if he's able to stick around for this season and what he can contribute, not only to his position group, but then also to the defense as a whole. That, that it speaks volumes to who he is and what he's learned and how he's grown in Notre Dame. That's awesome.
2: I mean, you look at it; it's obvious that Washington's connection to Boston College made it, you know sure. was, was a big part of what made him so highly sought after. He he played there. He's coached there. As well, there were apparently a lot of alums who really wanted Al Washington, and I think that when you look at the fact that O'Brien was an NFL head coach, six plus years experience with Houston, went to the playoffs in four of those seasons, won divisions in four of those seasons, was Penn State's head coach for two years prior to that. That's the guy who got the job, and I mean, you're right, you know, like if you're Boston College. It makes a lot of sense. You've got a former Patriots coach. He's from that area. His wife went to Boston College, and he's got, you know, this big resume and all that stuff. So he gets the job. Al Washington gave him a hell of a run for his money, uh, you know, to get the job. And Washington hasn't even been a coordinator yet, you know. So, like, to be a position coach in contention with a guy with all this experience, I think it speaks volumes about Al Washington. Mm -hmm. And if Washington, with that limited – Resume can look that good against a guy who's 15 years older and has all sure. this experience and all these connections. I mean, I tell you what, personally, I think maybe BC got the wrong guy. Honestly, you hey. know? but
1: <laughs> but isn't that like I saw? I saw actually Brian comment on somebody something on the on the uh, uh, on the board and basically saying like somebody said, you know, why would Al Washington want a job like that? It's a complete rebuild. Da 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 it's the first time head coach never been a coordinator that's exactly the job that he would want
2: you take that in a heartbeat if you're a position coach who's never been a coordinator and you're offered a head coaching job at a power five school right no way you turn that down absolutely you know again I've got my own opinions on how good this Boston College job is and I guess you know we'll see what happens with Bill O'Brien but you know again you know and all those other things, plus the fact that he's an alum there, who has also coached there before, you know, so he knows his way around Boston sure. College. Every, virtually every coach wants to be a head coach, and if you can go from position coach to head coach at your alma mater without ever being a coordinator, there's no way you turn that. Yeah, absolutely, because he's I think 39 he a years job, old. Do yeah. there? He's right, 39. Right. There, are, you know, there are a million fallbacks for Al Washington at this point. You know, like if if he were to have gotten it and then it didn't sure. work out, and in X amount of years. But you know, again, I, I feel like O'Brien got the job because of his connection to Bill Belichick. The Patriots obviously mean a lot out there, rightfully so. But, you know, I, I just feel like he's another Belichick assistant who overvalues himself. Um, I think Washington, I think Washington's gonna have another shot at this job in three to four years, you know. And I do too. Whether, whether that's because Bill O'Brien has a couple of good years and moves on someplace else or, you know, for other reasons. I feel like Al Washington's going to have a shot at it, you know. So until then, right. Notre Dame's got him a position coach who is in demand as a head coach. And that's nothing but good, you know, for from Notre Dame's yeah. perspective. Now, like what Jesse was talking about, I think that's interesting because I have seen that as well about could Al Washington still become like Bill O'Brien's defensive coordinator? I don't know. Like, if you were in the running for a head coaching job, Vince, and it came down to you and whoever yep. whoever gets the job, and then he offers you one of the top assistant coaching positions on that staff. To me, that's a little bit awkward because oh, it's a, you it, had eyes on that job, sure. you know? It, it,
1: it dep- honestly, it depends on who it is. Like, that really, it does come down to that. So, like, if I'm if I'm competing against somebody who I do Am friends with and have never had to take orders from that particular friend, that would be awkward. Number one, if I'm competing against somebody who I don't like, obviously that probably is not going to work. It would have to be a situation maybe like this one, to be honest with you, where you've got the guy with clearly on paper, the better resume, you know, he's, he's been where he's been. He's been a head coach. He's Mm -hmm. done all the things And if he asked me to come along and ask the right way, hey, you played here, you understand what Boston College is all about, I'd love to have you on board to help me build this thing up, I think I could get on board with that. You know what I mean? Like, I I do – if it's the right combination, it can work. But I would say there's a lot more worse combinations than there are good combinations. So, like, the percentage is low – But I think there is kind of a perfect storm where it could work, but I think there's also a a much higher percentage where it just would not work.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
2: I hear you. I don't I don't disagree with that. Jess, what I, do you I, think? There's a young coach
1: uh, <clears throat> that you and I have both worked with who is always my assistant coach, you know, going, going forward. And he's like 10 years younger than me. Always been my assistant coach. If he got a head coaching job and wanted me to be his coordinator, I'd be like, I'm busy. I, I, can, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Honestly, I couldn't do it. You know, it was hard enough having him as my principal. So... <laughs> I, I
3: couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, pros and cons of going with someone like Bill O'Brien, the, the, the more experienced veteran type of guy, and then like the younger guy, Al Washington, who's never been a head coach before. But if I'm Boston College and I'm trying to stay relevant and stay current, I kind of like the, the prospects of Al Washington better just because he's he's younger, uh, he has more of like the college ideology, he, you know, the alma mater part of it. Um, and I just think he's more relatable and, you know, would have better relationships with the players. And what you hear about Bill O'Brien is kind of being the, you know, the cranky old guy type of guy. And so it's like, I don't know how that personality meshes well with young college players. And that's why I think Al Washington would be and probably why, you know, he was being advocated for is he's younger and he would, he would be more of a college coach. He'd be more relatable with the players while the experience might not be there. I think you'd be willing to work with that if you're Boston college, because what have you done the last five to 10 years? That was really elite football. You know, it's like, you're not getting back to a pedigree. You're trying to reach that pedigree. And I think if you realize that it's going to be sort of a process, I feel Al Washington again, would have been a better candidate because of just the stuff you hear about Bill O'Brien and you know, his personality wise of how he meshes, you know, with, with players, coaches, etc.
2: I mean, Maddie ice, just retired from the NFL after last season. you worked for CBS this year. That the, the last time Boston College was anything that resembled relevant was when Matt Ryan was the quarterback at Boston College. And that's been a while now. Bill O'Brien at least gives them name recognition oh, yeah. in, a, in a pro sports market. I don't know yeah. if that's going to amount to a hill of beans. <laughs> I just realized the pun as I was saying it. But in town, baby town and, you know, Hill, Chestnut Hill. Yeah, you got but, it. Um, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting to follow. I don't, yeah, you know, as far as Boston College is concerned, they won because of name recognition. Yes. They've got a connection to Patriots Absolutely. and yep. Belichick. But, yep. you know, for all the reasons that we've talked about, I feel like Al Washington. And again, the fact that it came down to like comparing resumes, there's no doubt who you hire, but the fact that, sure. That if Al Washington made it that hard and seemed like again, when you look at the reports, like the players wanted him. There were a ton of alums who were really, you know, in on influencing this thing, and they really wanted him as well. But in the end, BC went with they went with
1: the they went with the PR win. Let's be honest. That's what they did. They they went with the E they can explain this one. And they can, you know what I mean? They can explain this higher.
2: The thing is, you know, you're going with this and, you know, like Jesse said, like how much is that going to matter in that that Boston market if you've got gruff Bill O'Brien who really doesn't want much to do with the media anyway? So,
1: I mean, and I think you said it, Sean, on Monday or Wednesday. No, it was Monday because you weren't on Wednesday. That, look, Boston's a pro sports town. I mean, Boston College is a distant fifth. Uh, if you're, or, you right. know, if you're, if you're ranking the sports teams in town. Right.
2: And so yeah, I they've get the four major professional yeah. sports out there.
1: And and I get the fact that they're trying to tap into that Patriots tree a little bit. Like I, it makes sense. It does make sense. I think if you're just looking from a football only standpoint, maybe Al Washington did make more sense, but I, I have to say if I'm sitting in that room And I've got to try to put butts in seats and, you know, all of those different things. I can't say that I wouldn't have gone the Bill O'Brien route as well.
3: Right. I think the last thing I would say about Bill O'Brien and Al Al Washington is, it sounds kind of cliche, but like the hungrier dog is going to hunt harder. And I feel like Al Washington is hungrier at this point. And I still think like he's willing to put in the effort, um, and again, just kind of like the longer hours that I think college requires. Like, how much is Bill O'Brien going to want to put into recruiting? I mean, obviously he's going to recruit, but I'm just saying I think Al Washington will recruit harder. Again, because of just, you know, he's young and he's still trying to prove himself. So, I don't know, there's there's pros and cons to both sides, but I agree ultimately with what Vince was saying. It's just, I feel like it's easier to announce Bill O'Brien and save you know more face than it is to go without Washington and have exactly a lot of questions about you know why are we going with a guy that's never been a head coach before he's so young etc cetera, etc. Cetera. There's more questions around Al Washington than there is Bill O'Brien.
2: Yeah. So with O'Brien leaving Ohio State, remember he was just hired as offensive coordinator, even though he yeah. never coached it down as offensive coordinator to become head coach at Boston College. Chip Kelly is leaving his head coaching position at UCLA to become Ohio State's offensive <laughs> coordinator. What do you guys think of this move, going from head coach to coordinator?
1: I'm shocked. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, you're going you're going from a head coach in the Big Ten, because that's where UCLA is going next right. year.
2: To the same conference.
1: And I know that he was unhappy about UCLA going to the big 10. I mean, he's expressed that with no uncertain terms and I agree with him. And so maybe he didn't want to have to do all the traveling that is necessary with the UCLA move. I don't know, but going from a head coach to a coordinator is mind boggling on your own accord. Like I get it. If you get fired and you're looking for a job or whatever, like I get that, but to do it on your own accord, I, that one really, I would love to sit down with Chip Kelly and be like, dude, what are you, why? <laughs> why? Help me out here. Help me understand the, the thought process here. You're leaving LA as the head coach and everything that LA provides to go be an offensive coordinator in the middle of Ohio. Like I, that one, I just don't know about that one. I, I, I question this move to be perfectly honest with you. I question it.
3: Yeah, I was surprised, but I think ultimately what this comes down to is last season we saw Chip Kelly in the season with the the obvious um disgruntlement with the realignment of football and you know he he went so far to propose what he would do to change that and I just feel like if Chip Kelly knew the current state of the of his roster, um he knows that his his job is going to get more difficult, the path is going to get more difficult with Having to move into the Big Ten and play, you know, more games against quality opponents, more physical opponents, and so I almost, I almost see this as he saw the writing on the wall of, you know, I don't want to go six and six, eight and five next year, or sorry, not eight and five, seven and six, you know, whatever it might be, just you know, right around five hundred, r- rather than go to Ohio State, go with Ryan Day, and I didn't realize that they had a connection, you know, when Ryan Day played quarterback, that's Chip that's Kelly a was his offensive ago. coordinator. And so there's some sort of relationship there. Um, so, you know, that end of it makes sense. And so, you know, what did Ohio State miss last season? What have they been lacking? And what what has been getting exploited against Michigan this last these last couple of years is, you know, the lack of a of an explosive offense, you know, in, in comparison to what Ohio State is used to or what they're used to in these big games. And I just think Ryan Day, you know, took a, a shot and hit a home run with someone like Chip Kelly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that this is, like from Ohio State's perspective, you know, again, like from the Boston College perspective, Bill O'Brien, home run hire with the resume that yeah. he's got. Yeah, this and is like, great for Ohio State. This is great for Ohio State. Sure. It, it should be, at least on paper. But I mean, just like the juxtaposition of O'Brien leaving Ohio State to become the head coach of a lower level power five team like Boston College up against the head coach at UCLA, the L.A. market, the whole thing to become an offensive coordinator is just crazy to me. And, you know, Kelly leaving to become a a coordinator at a school that he's going to be in the same conference in yeah. as well is, is just like. But it, I think it's got to speak to the fact that he doesn't like what he thinks of, you know, one, he was on the hot seat coming out of this season. If he doesn't beat USC at the end of the year, sure. he might have been fired. Anyway, and he, you know, he was, it sounded like he was actively, you know, I think the NFL was what he thought of his landing spot was going to be. But as this O'Brien thing came open, it's probably safe to say that he pursued that pretty well and reached out to Ryan Day and they had that conversation, you know, but, you know, again, like he's been there for six years, eight wins a couple of years ago, nine wins, eight wins. That's pretty much you know what the ceiling turned into i thought that you know with his offensive background what he was able to do at oregon you're in la you sure. know i realize there you know there there are higher academics at ucla than there are at oregon you know so how how difficult that made that i don't know but like what is his end goal what is chip kelly's end goal in all this because He's, you know, he's not old, old, but he's 60 years old and he's going like he's been a head coach for a long time. Yeah. At this point, like going back to Oregon and then, you know, Philadelphia and then San Francisco where things didn't work out there. And then obviously back to college to UCLA. So he's been a head coach for a long time. Like, is he planning on just staying an offensive coordinator for the rest of, you know, however long his football career is? Does he want to be a head coach again? Because I just can't see, like, where, you know, the way college football is sort of consolidating, I just can't see where the next, you know, move up would be for a guy like Chip Kelly to be leaving a place like UCLA to become a coordinator after being a head coach for what the better part of a couple of decades now, I guess at this point, at least.
1: Well, and you got people saying that he's teeing himself up to take over for Ryan Day when he leaves, and all these different things. I, I just. Ryan Day
2: is young. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't see that Where's being Ryan the case. Where's Ryan Day going? <laughs> and is that really an upgrade? I mean, can you can you legitimately say going to Chip Kelly is an upgrade from Ryan Day? I, I don't right. think. I think you'd be hard pressed to make that argument. To be perfectly
2: honest with you, at
3: least so, Ryan Day has a national championship.
2: Well, and I mean it could be an, an Eric Bieniemy situation as well. You know, Bieniemy left that security blanket of Kansas City to go to Washington because he wanted to get out from underneath Andy Reid's sure. shadow, and he thought it was going to help his career. And a year later, Ron Rivera gets fired. I mean, Ryan Day is on the hot seat too. Like this has got to turn into a win over Michigan at the very least next year, or who knows what happens? You know, in terms of his future there in Columbus. So it's not a slam dunk that, you know, this turns into some big promotion for Chip Kelly.
3: Yeah. Did you guys see that Martindale is now going to be the Michigan defensive coordinator?
2: coordinator. I did see that. Yep.
3: (laughs) I just think it's interesting. These kind of like questionable moves of, are these lateral? Are these borderline downgrade? Like there's just a lot of weird things going around. I, I think Michigan's rationale was that, martindale runs a similar defense or system to what well the previous Minter three guys
2: mentor and and um what's his name mcdonald who's now in seattle they both worked for right wink martindale the connections going back mm. to isn't Baltimore. that crazy
3: though that both of those guys are now you know kind of above him and he's taking i guess that's what i'm and saying is like
2: coming back from the flipped. nfl
3: like martindale is now back in yeah. college and his the guys that he quote unquote mentored are now, you know, doing but you bigger know, and better things in the NFL.
2: Here's something, and I've kind of had this on the back burner as a topic for a while, like Mike McDonald, the guy who is now in Seattle, and Jesse Minter, who of course was the defensive coordinator, like when Harbaugh, when Jim Harbaugh was at Michigan because of his brother John in Baltimore, they had this little... Yeah. Now he's poaching guys going. from
3: his own brother.
2: Right. Well, he wasn't poaching guys. <laughs> they were actively sharing guys like John Harbaugh. The Chargers. John Harbaugh would send, you know, like Mike McDonald to Michigan. He was a position coach in the NFL. He worked for, it was at least a year for Jim Harbaugh as defensive coordinator. And then Jesse mentor in the meantime was on the staff in Baltimore. So McDonald goes from position coach in Baltimore to defensive coordinator at Michigan, then goes back to Baltimore as coordinator again. And then basically the same <laughs> thing happened with mentor. You know, he left the staff in Baltimore to get experience as a coordinator. They were basically using this because they're brothers, you know, they're
3: the brothers, you know to yeah, the
2: they're, yeah, they're like running the same system, but they're, they're using it as sort of a proving ground and it worked out really well for both of them. And in the meantime, Wink Martindale, has been a part of this because he used to be the coordinator out there in Baltimore as well, you know? So it's kind of a, it's an interesting one. Like, so I guess my question is, does, like, does, does Jim Harbaugh maybe sort of keep, you know, like an Ann Arbor pipeline going, (laughs) you know, like with, with a similar sharing situation, does, does this, you know, like, Between the two Harbaugh's who are in the NFL, does Wink Martindale, like, is his stop in Michigan, you know, rent instead of buy, basically. Like, he's going to be back in the NFL here pretty soon because of those, you know, connections that he's got?
1: It's interesting. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. All right. So, Chris Mad Dog Russo. You know what? I wanted to go back. There was a comment or two. Where did it go? So, on the Al Washington thing, rabid... Uh, I, Rabbit Chihuahua.
1: Nile Chihuahua,
2: He said, is it normal for a position coach to move into a head coaching position since he didn't get this? And I assume he wanted it. Is he going to want to get D.C. Yeah. experience now? Well, I mean, that is that is a question. I mean, to answer your question, no, it's not normal for a position coach, especially one who's never been a coordinator to become a head coach. But again, I think a big part of the like he was apparently the last time around when Halfley got the job, he was pretty deep in the mix at that point wow. as well. And he got himself back. He's had a chance to become a defensive coordinator before at Tennessee, but he didn't take it. You know, they did give him, what is it like run game coordinator title or whatever, you know? So like, I don't sure. know. I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. You know, the biggest question is going to be how qualified is he yeah. for the job, you know, to, to right. become a coordinator. And- like
1: I think that you know the BC job for Washington was the perfect storm right? I mean right. he he's not going to go from a, a defensive line coach to a head coaching job of a place that is is foreign to him, right? This this is he's coached there, he played there. Like there's a familiarity there and so it allows for the jump from, you know, position coach to head coach. I don't think that's normal. That is not something that happens all the time. Uh, and and yeah, I, I think that his next step is defensive coordinator somewhere, sometime, unless something happens with Bill O'Brien and he has an opportunity to go back to Boston College. Like, that's that's the only way I see kind of that transition from position coach to head coach.
2: Yeah. So, Chris Maddog Russo says 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan and CBS TV analyst Tony Romo, who, of course, is calling the Super Bowl. On Sunday, are the two people with the most pressure on them in this year's Super Bowl? Do you buy or sell that? Um, I guess the bigger question: Does Tony Romo belong in this conversation? You know, that's that's <laughs> kind of where this is leading. I was surprised when he said Shannon. Like, I can see Shanahan because he's got. Sure. You know, the, he's the,
1: been there before. The and, Falcons
2: coordinator yeah. collapse against the Patriots and plus the collapse against the Chiefs sure. the last time.
3: Well, yeah. And it's Shannon Shanahan has three divisional titles, a Super Bowl appearance, and two NFC championship appearances. And, you know, one of the best rosters over football the last five years, you know, consistently day in and day out. And so I think if you're a 49ers fan, it's, you know, you're getting to the brink and, and the job's just not quite getting finished. And so is that. Does that fall fall on Kyle Shanahan? I don't know. But in terms of the comparison to Tony Romo, you know, I I think that Tony Romo has worn off on a lot of people. And I think that with Tom Brady, Greg Olson, you know, all of these kind of not up and coming, but guys who have not done, you know, the broadcasting game before who are, who are ultimately going to have success. I think that if Tony Romo isn't careful, he could be maybe potentially left out of a reshuffling type situation. But if I had to pick who would be more on the hot seat, I would have to lean towards the guy that's actually coaching in the NFL. And again, you know, the guy that's potentially going to go to a super bowl and potentially lose again to the same team that he lost to, you know, four years ago. And then like I highlighted the two NFC championship appearances where they didn't quite get it done. I mean, granted one of the years he didn't have his starting quarterback that got hurt, but still, I still think I'd have to go with Kyle Shanahan as the guy that has more pressure on him
1: yeah it's not close for me i don't I don't think Tony Romo has that much pressure on him i, I don't I don't either he, he you know he's he was he's in the top booth there's nobody that's gonna push him out of the top booth at the moment I mean, there's nobody breathing down his neck and so he's gonna be in the top booth next year you know maybe they come to him after the season's over like hey, you know need to tweak some things here and there. that's what the off season is for just like anybody else like I just I don't see that being an issue for him moving forward. So it's a huge sell for me. Shanahan has some pressure. I do agree with that because he's got a lot of offensive uh, firepower on this team. And they should be able to put up points. They really should. And they're favored in this game, obviously. I don't know that I would have favored them in the game, but that's a different conversation. Uh, Props, Vince, props. I know. That's what I said. We're getting there. But at the moment, I think he does have a lot of pressure on him. I do.
2: I, I think he does as well, especially depending on how the game plays out. What's interesting is, you know, they, when they, the last time they made it to the Super Bowl, they basically beat people up on their way to the Super Bowl. And That's like true. this time around, they've had to come from behind to win. And, you know, like when you look at the fact they've had to come from behind the Chiefs, the way they've played a lot this season, including that Ravens game a couple of weeks ago, score all their points in the first half, and then they hold on for dear life in the second half because, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to keep scoring yeah. in the second half. If if that's the formula, that's going to favor San Francisco, and Cal Shanahan's going to walk out of there, you know, feeling pretty good Sunday night. But yeah, you know, I don't know that that's necessary. But how, you know how his sort of legacy is is uh, impacted on this is you know, largely going to depend on how the game plays out. Like, do they do they get a lead and then cough it up the way they did the last time they played the Chiefs four years ago? You know? yeah. So I think that there's a lot more pressure on Kyle Shanahan because of the fact that the two Super Bowls he's been in, both as a coordinator and as a head coach, they've seen second-half leads collapse. collapse. But the thing totally is? Collapse.
1: The Chiefs have zero pressure, in my opinion. That's,
3: I know. I, I, I think the with Chiefs, house money. Yeah. Right. Right. If they win, it only bolsters their resume. If they right. lose, it's like, oh, it's about time San Francisco won one. But they they've still really been in team. the Super
1: Bowl like X, you know, however right. many times and everything. Like they're playing with house money, man. There's no doubt. And they're the underdog. Like they're, just, they're yeah. just sitting back and enjoying life.
2: And the Tony Romo thing is largely, I think a media generated thing like a lot of media observer you know like I'm not one you know like blame the media for everything but it's it's mostly it seems like been a lot of media observers who have kind of piled on Tony Romo this year I, I you know like is he as good as he was when he started off no because a lot of the newness is worn off and you've got another shiny sure. new thing and Greg Olson coming around you know like like, you guys were talking about, you know, does he get demoted or whatever? Well, he still owed a lot of guaranteed money on that contract. So you're call. not going to, like, pay Tony Romo all that money and have him sit in the number two or number three booth. Not, not a chance. So that's right. Like, I, I think that there is zero pressure yeah. on Tony Romo. The audience is going to be bigger, but you just – you're it's the Super Bowl. And, but when you're, and si- you're Tony Romo. go out When you're
1: sitting in that booth, though, and you can attest to this, you don't think about how many people are watching. Like, that is not – something that you even think about at least I never have especially once you start maybe you get kind of squeamish we, going we didn't, in, have a, but,
2: we didn't even have even a million let alone over a hundred million like watching I get it
1: I understand what you're saying <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying but like once you get into it it's just like anything else right it's like you've done something for so long and right once you get into it it's just like ride yeah. the bike and you just do it you don't right think about the fact Regardless that there's of, million of, of anything
2: else there's still a field in front of you and a game exactly. going on the, you know the stages obviously everyone knows right. it's a little bit bigger but at the end of the day they've done a lot of broadcasts together exactly 100
1: it's like doing this show it's like are there 10 people watching are there a couple of thousand people watching I'm still staring into my laptop, talking to my friends. Like that's what it, that's what it feels like. You know what I mean? And every once right. in a while you glance up at the live number or something like that. But other than that, it's the same thing every time, you know, and nothing changes. And so nothing's to change for him.
2: Fill in the blank. It's blank that CBS sports president, Sean McManus says he's told Romo to calm down a little bit because sometimes he gets too excited and too into the games that he's calling. <laughs>
3: I guess it's fittingly appropriate, but like, when have you ever had to tell tell someone to tone it back because they're too excited or they're too into the game as a radio broadcaster? It's like kind of the opposite of what Al Michaels seemed to be these last two seasons during the doing the games with Kirk Herbstreit. Um, I get it, you know. On turn, like we just kind of talked about it a little bit. Like Tony Romo's newness is wearing off, and I think once it it fades off, a lot of people don't want to hear the over exaggerated you know, what they seem to be over-exaggeration. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily like it because I think Tony Roma actually just loves and enjoys the game. And I don't think you should have to tell someone to calm down their natural enthusiasm. Like, I don't think any of it's fake or inorganic by Tony Romo. I just genuinely think he gets so excited to be in the game and he misses playing the game so much that that's what it translates to is just an abundance of excitement. It's Bush League. Sean Styers, it's Bush. <laughs> like, why would you tamp
1: it down? That's ridiculous. That's it's what you want. Like, I want genuine emotion in the booth calling the game. Yeah. He's not cheering for anybody. It's not like he's overly emotional for one team over the other. Right. Oh,
0: Jim. There's yeah. no like, biasing. Here
1: we go. Get out of here. Get no, out I mean, of here.
2: That to me is like hearing this. If Tony Romo truly has any issues, and it it again, he has changed. A little bit, you know, he's definitely not doing any of the, you know, Romo Stradamus predicting, you know, but they told him not to do that either. But I guess like if they're actively telling him to calm down and don't get so excited, maybe that has something to do with the way that Romo is calling games. Maybe he's in his head a little bit, you know, if people are telling him this kind of stuff now, because like, I think excited Romo is good Romo when it comes to the broadcast. That's when I think he is best is, is, when he is up here and you know he's just letting his natural enthusiasm and exuberance for the game carry the broadcast that's that's the romo that you want so i would not be trying to tamp that down
3: not well i saw someone bring up a good point in the chat is when have they ever said anything to gush johnson right like i feel (laughs) like gush johnson is always screaming on the mic somewhere and to me it even that he feels more embellished at times than what tony romo does and that's all i'm I'm gonna say oh. right like i'm not knocking gus johnson but if you had to make a comparison to someone that was the equivalent to tony romo i think gus johnson is a good example and i feel like he is more again more embellishing than what tony romo is and no one ever seems to care about gus johnson
1: until he said the famous words <laughs>
3: maserati Mars." those are the
1: ones i wasn't gonna say it those are the ones <laughs> that's when he went that's when he was on the edge and then he got pushed off like I love his emotion, and I love how excited he gets, but let's not overdo the nicknames. That's all I'll say.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com.
2: That's BlueNile.com. Jesse Anthony wants to know how disheartening it would be for you if the Niners win Sunday. Uh, I
3: would just not want to deal with Brent Smith the next week <laughs> in the podcast. Oh, man. But I was hoping he was going to be here because I wanted to ask him how his 49ers did in the final MVP standings. So, but he didn't, he didn't show up. I was, I, I always have something ready for him. Just like he always has something ready for me. I think we're becoming rivals, honestly, like this is, is a feud.
2: <laughs> we'll find out Monday, just exactly where that rival is. He'll be here for that one. Is. For sure. Yeah. D rock. I saw this earlier. Rico Flores, Ramon Henderson, Michael Carmody, KJ Wallace, who is at Georgia tech started off at Notre Dame. They all transferred to UCLA. Oops! this offseason and uh yeah so now we'll so how do you think in, Rico in Flores
3: feels ultimately you know like he he what was supposed to be a really toxic bad situation at Notre Dame you leave well, to where you think is going to be a good situation it and wasn't your, toxic your for him
2: no it wasn't toxic for him he left because Chancey Stucky got fired it's <laughs> yeah. plain and simple he, he loved Chancey his Stucky his because Chancey Stucky left. loved him that's yeah. right
1: his meal that's... ticket left that's why he left again and
2: The reasons were different for each of those guys in that room who left. And for Rico Flores, it was because his guy left. That's why he left. And
3: look, when you go to the transfer portal, these are the chances you take. Yeah, the grass isn't always going to be greener.
1: Bingo. I mean, that's the chance you take when you jump in the portal. So, you know, he did it, and now you got to reap what you sow. Maybe he's going to be in a better situation with whoever they hire. Maybe he's not. And that's what you figure out, man. Like, Hey, such is life. If you're gonna make an adult decision, you gotta live by the adult consequences, man. Like that's
2: how it works. Scale of one to ten, how much do you guys like Super Bowl parties? Oh, I know. Uh, negative seventy-five. Like <laughs> I
1: hate them. All right, hate, hate with a passion because, which is why I also hate going to somebody's house to watch a Notre Dame game. Same thing. Nobody wants to watch a damn game.
3: Like I want to sit well, and watch. The game.
1: That's what I want to do. I have to
3: disagree with you on that one because Notre Dame and Cowboys games, I don't want to watch with other people because they don't understand the intensity that I have. And I don't want to – I want to be locked in. I'm more lenient on like a Super Bowl party because my team isn't playing. So, like, I don't – I'm not, you're not to, gonna have to hear me drop f-bombs it's still the last football game.
1: game we're gonna see until september and i want to watch it I still no no i
3: agree with what game. you're saying i'm That's just right. giving my kind yeah. of the, and you're gonna miss it logic.
1: you're and gonna miss it
2: questions you know stupid by.
3: drunk people yeah
1: and no offense to the ladies in the chat if there are any you're gonna get stupid questions men have them too don't get me wrong like I can't handle that. The well, only the people thing- getting up and walking in front of the Twitter. Yes.
2: I thought Tyreek Hill played for the Chiefs. No, <laughs> two <laughs> years ago. Just you know, like, like, like the dumbest,
3: <laughs>
1: like, well, why are
2: they doing this? Or why are they doing that?
1: Uh, why are they call him just- Mr. Irrelevant? <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to deal with that. Like, the only good thing about a Super Bowl party is the free food. <laughs> okay. I'll be the first one to say it. But at the same time, Do I will buy all the snacks at my house and so I can watch the game. And I have purposely not looked at any of the Super Bowl commercials because I want to watch them live. That's part of the Super Bowl experience for me. I want to sit and watch the whole thing start to finish.
2: Yeah, I can handle <laughs> small gathering, <laughs> but like actual party. Right. I'm out. Like yes. maybe, maybe Thank a couple, you know, a couple extra people, couple extra couples, something like that. That is it. True party. There is no way because there is too much going on and I've, I'm watching the game. I don't, yep. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to converse. I don't want those questions that you're talking about. Nope. I'm watching the game and the commercials for that.
3: Right. 100%. So this question is funny because the last two seasons <laughs> I've done like a bigger party last year. I did more of like a, a closer friend friend party and the first year was was it was fun. It, it was a lot of what you're talking about, the bigger party, you know, a lot of people up and down asking stupid questions. It was the Bengals <laughs> Super Bowl. So, you know, the, you had fake Bengals fans just because we live in Ohio yep, and yep, yep, you know, that's all of these the parts I, so, like. the part I don't like. Yep. And so that, that was interesting. Last year was difficult because <laughs> my girlfriend didn't get along with someone else's girlfriend that was going to be there and so like that was you know that was that's another layer you got to add to this is yes you got to make sure that you know your significant other gets along with other significant others and that wasn't the case at the time and so like they were having a little grudge war the entire time and so this year it's funny because friends are proposing all these different ideas my one buddy was like well you know, this guy's having a party, but he's invited a lot of people. So if you want to come, I was like, I don't want to cram into a small apartment with a bunch of people. I don't know. Naomi's been traveling to Wisconsin and Cincinnati. I just got back from Toronto. I want to stay in the comfort of my own house. You know, I don't want to deal with going to other people's houses. I don't want to be crammed in. So I don't know if that's just because of the travel this week. I mean, that's a good
2: point too. Like if you're hosting – Hosting versus going to the party. Yes, to I proposed leave. a host. I
3: was like, "Anyone that wants yeah. to come over, you're more than welcome to bring whatever you want, but yep. I'll be in my couch <laughs> watching the game."
2: <laughs> you know what's real when Vince is spending money and avoiding free food.
1: Obviously, <laughs> rabid Nile Chihuahua has been around for a while. Yes, and understands <laughs> what is good. Like I, I would not have a problem going to like a buddy's house. Where maybe one or two other people are right,
2: right? That's that I would not setting. have a
1: problem, but I wouldn't classify that as a party either, you know what I mean? That's just hey, we're gonna watch a game together, that kind of a You're thing. You're just
3: going to your best mate's house and, and just Correct. watching some football, and yeah. But
1: once you start adding wives and girlfriends, but and look, then you get the drama, and the, the women only care about Friday. the halftime
2: show, too. That's when and, all, and all the, the commercials and out. Taylor Swift like and that's gonna that's, be that somebody brought that up in the chat the swift thing is going to be off the hook at the party when are they going to show taylor swift and then <laughs> you're going to get the oh, my oh gosh, taylor. showing taylor
1: swift and, and then you're going to get know. the anti-people right they're like oh how can they keep showing taylor swift oh, right. blah, 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 blah. like i don't want to hear that either like i just she i think they said that she was on the tv for 49 seconds in the in the uh, afc championship game and people are flipping out like yeah. It's okay, folks. Like you can't even pee that fast. Like it's forty nine <laughs> seconds. Get over it.
3: Jeez. I think the bigger question too is when are we going to be allowed to have Monday to be the national holiday that it deserves to be? There should be no worse to be Saturday. Yeah. There should Saturday. be no work.
2: Night. That's right, Super
3: Bowl Saturday. Yep. Does it look okay? So then the thing is, is like, is it a bad look to take that Monday off because everyone knows why you're taking that Monday off, right? Like See, it
1: depends. It depends on your job frankly like is your job dependent on like other people are they having to do stuff for you because you're not there ah i see you know what i'm Who's saying? absorbing that work yeah like do you want to be that guy or do you not care about that <laughs> like if you think that person's a jack off then yeah take that day man <laughs> but like if you respect your colleagues and you don't want them to have to pick up your slack you, you got to pick it up and go
3: into work we're all going to endure this thing together yeah man absolutely <laughs> yep because everyone wants to be off on 100%, Monday. 100%. 100%. And you can yep. just suffer together. Like,
1: it's all good. You know. So, yeah. Just all depends. It's, it's dated. Like, when I was a teacher, you just get a sub. Pff, taking Monday. No problem. You know what I mean? But now. Imagine that, that dean, sub
3: getting the call being like, hey, you got to work today. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <can do> that. <laughs> hey, that's your problem for being a sub, okay? But, like, as a dean, there's only three of us for 3,500 kids. So, if one of us is missing, then you know it's they got third of the equation the exactly and i i already know one of us is going to be gone on monday so it's already down to two and i can't <laughs> i can't leave my guy hanging make him down to one so i'm going in
2: <laughs> so last year's super bowl had a record viewership of 115 million wow what do you think that this year's is going to be
1: oh it's way higher i think it's going to be way higher and it is the Taylor Swift effect. It 8-125. is
3: 125.
1: That's gonna go up. So yeah, I I pff, adding 10 million. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm at least 123, I think. Ooh. I just I can see 120. 10 million is a lot. Are we doing
3: prices right, style? Like we don't want to like go. You over? can't go, like
1: you can't go over. Yeah, I'll take 25 million and one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's my favorite part of that show. I
1: know, right?
3: And then they win, and you just see the people like glaring at him like, you, <laughs> you mf her. Hey, there's strategy involved, man.
1: Big
2: Lick says 130 because That's of Swift. So I don't crazy. know if it gets to 130, but...
3: Are you really bringing in 10 million new, or sorry, 15 million new viewers? I mean, it's possible. Don't get it's me wrong. It's definitely
1: possible, man. The Swifties are... You, I've seen on social media, like, people getting... It's like a Taylor Swift... You know, party like they're having Taylor Swift themed Super Bowl parties. Yep, those people are going to tune in. Speaking yep. of,
3: did you guys see the the Brittany Mahomes stuff? She's going to be uh, part of Sports I Illustrated.
1: I did. She getting a I just bit, saw that little bit of spotlight back. Yeah, later. you know, because she was like the quote unquote like cute blonde that was involved with the Chiefs. Bold move. It bold is a bold move. move. It
2: is a bold move. I, you know, she's been Brittany Mahomes for a few years. But I think the Taylor Swift bump—that's oh, what I, I mean. I think the well. two of them have been you know. hanging out
3: recently. Taylor's yep. like, you know what, girl, yep. you look good. You need to get your uh, your spotlight back. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I think that that. But the thing is, to me, and like, like, I'm not saying like uh, this is a, a potential you know weird conversation. But like, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, the last thing I want as an NFL quarterback is that kind of material out and about for like. You know, like, other players are going to be saying stuff. You know, your
2: gonna teammates be, are
3: going to be saying
1: stuff. He's going to be
2: hearing it, like, every right. time I mean, a defensive I mean, end I mean, is breathing down his neck.
1: <laughs> she's in a bikini. It's not like she's in Playboy. like Right, but, she, I mean, it know. is the
3: swimsuit edition for a reason. It is. It <laughs> is. And th- I've
2: seen Vince some of the there were pictures. There were a lot of moms and grandmas who boycotted <laughs> Sports <laughs> Illustrated simply because, you know, mm-hmm. it was bikinis then, too.
1: You're not wrong. <laughs> but, you know what? If, if I was in Patrick Mahomes' spot... People are gonna start giving me crap about how hot
3: my wife is. That's that's what I mean. Ultimately, like, okay, man, like, I get to go home to that. I got bigger things to worry about. Yeah,
1: and here's a touchdown pass. Like, I, (laughs) I don't know. I would, I'd lean into it if I was Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's how I would be.